Welcome to a bonus episode of Transform Your Workplace. Nicole Blevins, what's up? I'm back. How are you? I'm great. I'm. If people are watching this video, I'm casual. I got a hoodie on and it's Friday. It's a Friday. Casual Friday. <laughs> no I like green, Friday. fall it's colors, green. green. We're coordinated a little. I love it. So we're going to do a fun bonus episode where I'm going to ask you anything. And oh. some of it's going to be about you, some of it's HR industry related stuff. So let's dive in. Have you ever personally been through an interview process that just didn't hit the mark? Like as an experience, like they didn't follow up. They like, it could be anything, but can you think back of any time where you just were like, it was a bad impression? Yeah, quite a few. I think I, as well as probably a lot of people have experienced the like not following up or never hearing back or sending emails to check in and follow up and just never getting a response, which is not fun. But also I've, I've had experience and I would say this is probably the worst where the person just, I get into the interview and they're like going through a script, they're asking questions <laughs> and it's just very robotic. Yeah. Like it's, they're not very personable and I feel like uncomfortable because I'm trying to engage and connect with them and I'm not like, I'm not getting it back and I'm just like, this feels uncomfortable. Like interviewing is already uncomfortable yeah. as it is. So it's just not being able to click or feel like you, you have a connection at all with the person and they're just kind of very robotic reading from a script and like on to the next one type of interview. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interviews that are robotic in nature yeah. where you're just like, I'm just not feeling it. There's on no it. body language. Usually if yeah. people hit it off, new relationships yeah. or even current ones, usually you're reflecting each other's body language. You're mimicking behaviors. But if somebody's like reading through a script and they're just like looking down, that that's going to be a hard one to get yeah, through. <laughs> definitely. I think so. So I always like when I'm talking to clients is you have your questions and you want to refer to that, but make eye contact with the person, engage with them. They're already nervous and try to make it a smooth experience. Yep. What's an employee relations issue that comes up over and over again that just quite frankly baffles you because of just stupidity or this is just... <laughs> Like, why do people do what they do? That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I would say what comes up a lot, it's hard to fix. And I still don't understand like why. And we can talk more about that is like when you just have two employees that are like on in the same department or on the same level or cross-functionally that are like not getting along. And so you've got one employee coming to their manager or HR, like complaining about the other person and the other person is doing the same. And it's two very different sides to the story. And you're like, if I could just get you two together to talk and you had both sides of the situation, the story, and you like hashed it out. Easy for you to say you're I'll a mediator. Yeah, I do say that because <laughs> I am a mediator and I'm finding it come up a lot more. But what's baffling to me about it, at least recently in, in some of the experiences I've had is like when we suggest, let's just get together, let's talk about it, let's hash it out they don't want to do that. They're like, no, I don't want to talk to this other person. I have no reason to talk to them. And when you try to talk through the benefits, they're just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. And it's like, we can't force people to get along, right? We can't really force them. We can enforce our policies and stick to those types of things. If anything is overlapping into that realm, but it's hard to get two people to just communicate <laughs> and talk if they wow. just don't want to, why. which is, it's yeah. 
It's like, we don't want to put in the work, but yet it's toxic. If you're on a team with people who just don't get along, it's very toxic and it's noticeable. So it's either move somebody out or move both of them out or. Yeah. Or having to just figure out ways. Yeah. It's, you have to like dance around or try to find ways to, to solve it. That's not, let's just get to the root of the issue here. So I always try, but it's hard. (laughs) Humans are complex. Let's just put it that way. I know. What are you working on right now that's exciting for you? <sighs> what am I working on right now? I have my SHRM CP, but I decided that I'm going to go for the senior level exam this year and take that at the you. end of the year because I'm just a sucker for punishment. But I, it's actually been really interesting, like reading through the books and materials. I think when you're in HR for a long time, you think, oh, I know all this stuff. I've got this down by now. But I am really amazed at like reading through it and being like, oh, I, I didn't think about that or like technical terms and definitions and models for global HR and just learning new things in that capacity. So that's been a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be like a stressful process and oh, I'm going to have to force myself to really read and go through this material, but it's, I've enjoyed it. I've actually learned more than I thought I would going. I'm not surprised by you saying this because you are a lifelong learner. As long as I've known you, you just love to learn. And even if you think it's going to be dry, boring, hard to get through, you find the best in it because you're when I always feel like when you're you're curious and you're, you open up your mind and you learn new things that you didn't think of before. It's, it just, I don't know. It's empowering. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's you to a, to a T. I am. I really am a lifelong learner. Everything. I'm always looking for what's the tidbit of information or something that I can learn. And so whenever you're looking for that actively, you definitely find it. So it's been really good. What's something making its way into the HR industry that's innovating, whether it's tech or a new idea or a model of some sort? I can't think of the technology name specifically, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about if I describe it. I've seen if you go to a business's website and the little helper pop-up comes on. It's like an AI that's like, how can we help you? What questions do you have? Like a bot? Yeah. Does any website has that? I know it does. I saw that. (laughs) But I've been hearing about things like that for HR in terms of you put your policies or your programs into this system in this bot and it's able to answer quick questions. What's the policy on this? And what, how many days of bereavement do I have? And employees are able to like, just get that answer instantly and really quick. And I think that's really cool. I'm a big proponent of like keeping the human in HR, right? But I do think that it frees up HR to be more strategic and focus on larger things like engagement, because being an HR professional, like I know we we get those quick questions coming fast and furious all the time, clouding up our email when it's in the handbook on page 32, yep. just, <laughs> but we, we answer because that's what we're here to do. We're here to support. So I can see that being really impactful in freeing HR up to be more yep. strategic thinkers. And I love that. I think it's great. There's this book I read years ago called Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. It's like a thousand pages, so it's a good okay. read, but there were some segments in there that I love because you were just touching on it in a practical sense. It's economic progress should happen if we can figure out ways to make highest and best use of something. Think of like real estate, blowing up a building and then building yeah. single family homes, whatever it means. In this case, it's like, 
you implement a technology because you're getting repeated questions over and over again, that is not the highest and best use of highly paid HR professionals. So you've, you insert a technology like that to answer repeated basic questions that a bot can do. And then you free up somebody like yourself for complex issues, mediation, investigations, a model, uh, organizational development, like whatever it is. And so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example. And there's a lot of technology inserting into the HR industry. So it's the, (laughs) the next five years, who knows what it looks like. Yeah. It's cool. I'm excited about it. What actually I'm going to skip that question. What resources do you use to keep up on industry trends? Like HR, I feel like it's changing so often in our way of thinking and it just models and whatever, like it's changing rapidly. So how do you keep up on all that stuff? So that way you can consult with clients on it. Yeah. As as we've already talked about, I'm a big nerd, lifelong learner. So like literally anything and everything I can get my hands on. But I would say primarily like I sign up for local law firm, like legal updates so that I'm getting those different perspectives and updates when there's those changes. Um, I also attend a lot of networking events or webinars or sessions because I just love learning that. And I love networking and connecting with other HR professionals because another organization or another HR professional might be doing something really cool and new and interesting that's working for them that I would never know about if I didn't meet them or connect with them about it. So I'm always looking for opportunities to do that. Reading books a lot of times, any book that I can get my hands on that people recommend to me, I'm just really soaking up as much of that as I can. I'm a member of SHRM. So I also pull a lot of information and resources from there. So I'm just literally anything and everything I can get my hands on, I do. I'm a book nerd. So I need to ask you, what are you reading right now? I'm actually reading The Science of Stuck right now because we're doing that for our Zenium book club. That's what I've been in the middle of. I haven't read too much else because I've been focused on the SHRM exam and like studying for that and reading those right now, but made a little exception for Science of Stuck for now. (laughs) What are you thinking about that book? Do you like it? Yeah, so far it's really good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it away for anyone that wants to go and read it and we'll definitely talk more about it in the book club. But I love learning like the science behind things and it's yeah. just it's really interesting. So I'm excited. One I'm excited. one thing, because I'm about halfway through it, one thing that stuck out to me, everybody's gonna pull out something different from it, but this yeah. one thing I was like, duh. It was talking about when we feel anxiety or we feel depressed, it's your body telling you something's off. Yeah. Life. Is, there's a lot of work to uncover what those triggers are, yeah, but I thought that was a big things. aha. It's like, it doesn't have to be a constant state of anxiety yeah. and depression and all that stuff. I'm not a scientist, so m- yeah. maybe there is a constant state of that. But if you don't experience that all the time, it doesn't have to be that way. It's just your body's, it's just Probably out of whack. Something needs to fi- be right. fixed. Yeah, for sure. What do you love about working remotely? What do I love? I love being able to like have lunch at home with my husband as little as that sounds is it's really nice like when being in the office I'd have to bring like a sandwich or like a boring lunch or spend way too much money eating out all the time with everyone at work which is also (laughs) fun and nice to do but it's been really nice just kind of being home and like when I'm taking my lunch break I just have to walk to my kitchen and make something and be able to sit down and eat with my husband has been really nice 
on that note of just lunch, I drove into the office the other day and of course I didn't plan to pack a lunch or anything. So I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed Starbucks. No, I already got Starbucks. So that's a routine for me. It's like my treat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, probably $6 iced coffee is what I got. And then on the way to the office, I got Panera for lunch because I did not plan appropriate. I'm like, yeah. if I did this every day, that's 16 bucks. <laughs> what a waste of money. Yeah. Just flushing money down the toilet. So that's, yeah, we'll just consider that a treat because yeah. I don't go to the office as much anymore. What do you hate about remote work? I would say there is the tendency of blurring the lines between like work and home life. I will say at first, when I first started working remote, I struggled with that a lot where I would sit in front of my computer till nine o'clock at night, even just because I'm like, well, I'm at home. I don't have to worry about like traffic or like trying to drive home. And I really just want to finish this couple things uh, off and then after I finished that, I'm like, well, I could just do this other thing. And it's just like this ongoing cycle. And it's hard, like when you love HR and you love what you do, because it's like interesting work and like, I want to do it. So I enjoy it, but it can also be really exhausting if you're not super disciplined and like trying to set those boundaries for yourself. And I've gotten better about it lately after we've been remote for a while, I've figured yes. things out and better, better about it now. But I would say that. I'm going to piggyback on that. That's an interesting comment because I totally agree. The lines are blurred. It's easy to, I'm just going to do this real quick, but it's also easy to get in a flow state when you're working at home because you don't have the interruptions. So let's say you're like, okay, I got a little bit more time. Let me just start on this project. And then all of a sudden you can get lost in it. Yeah. you like, like, oh, (laughs) it's like an hour or two later. And you're like, what just happened? But I like it because if you're in, an environment with a lot of people, it's hard to get in that state often. So I don't know. I think you just need a balance of both is what I think. What's a work day look like for you? As you're a consultant, you work with a lot of clients. You've got team members that you interact with. What does it look like for you if there's a standard? Yeah, I would say a typical day is I kind of has their own work habits and does does things differently. But I usually start my day out by trying not to have any meetings straight away at 8 a.m. or first thing in the morning because I really want to use that time to go through my email inbox, prioritize any urgent items that there might be or anything that I still need to follow up on that I didn't get to yesterday. So I try to be really intentional about that. As we know, things come up and that's not always possible, but do try to start my day off by prioritizing so I know what do I need to accomplish by the end of the day. I always have my little notebook here that says, keep calm and let HR take care of it, where I write my little to-do list and prioritize my day and then prep for any meetings that I might have for that day. So if I've got a client meeting and there's been some recent compliance updates, I'll prepare an agenda for those meetings to make sure that we're making efficient use of my time and the client's time and getting all of their questions answered and that I'm updating them on anything that might be relevant to their business or industry. So I would say that's like a typical smooth day, right? But of course, fires happen and no yeah. no two days are the same, I would say, in, in a business partner's life and in what we do at Zenium because there are different investigations or things that might pop up where you need to be flexible and move things around and shift priorities constantly. Let's get to know Nicole Blevins a little bit more. You moved from Florida. We already talked about that. Yeah. You came to us. We're in Oregon. You came to us. We were in a suburb of Portland. You moved here and then six months later, something, the pandemic happens. So then you're like stuck in a house and you're not, not getting to know people probably the way you wanted to. 
Yeah. But then you bought a farm. So what's <laughs> up with that? Tell me more about the farm, why, and then what that yeah. experience has been like. Yeah, I did buy a farm. I would say my husband is originally from Tennessee. So he's always wanted to have his own little farm or his own little homestead and be more sustainable and have a garden and grow food for us and have eggs and milk and things like that. So it was really, I would say, a dream of my husband's and me being a supportive wife. I'm like, I'll wherever, as long as I've got a roof over my head, whatever you want to do, we can do this. And he works 100% remote and he has even prior to COVID and being in this situation as well, and Zenium offering a lot of flexibility, we're working a lot remote as well, but in the office a few days a week. So we were just in a good position to be able to do something like this and be able to be out more in nature and have property. And honestly, I, I will say I was super stressed about it because it's, it is a lot of work. We've got like an old house that we've got to fix up. We've got land that we need to like clear where there's dead trees and we've got chickens now and we've got a milk cow and my husband's still wanting to get pigs and bees and all this stuff. Oh, so wow. yeah, it's a lot, but I will say it's actually, I think it's actually helped me with my work-life balance as weird as that sounds because before I would probably just roll out of bed and like, all right, I'm sitting in front of my computer and start my day. Now I have to actually get dressed and go, go out cow. and milk the cow and collect <laughs> the eggs and do some yeah. of that stuff. And it's actually really relaxing. And it's like nice to like say good morning to the cow. And it's actually been really nice and not as stressful and overwhelming as I initially thought it would be. And plus we get fresh eggs and milk and how yeah. am I going to complain? So I feel like there's this, unique persona that you can now build online it's like nicole blevins hr farmer. hr farm lady yeah <laughs> hr farm lady and there's like a brand that you can create around that I, there's something there i don't know i'm a brand <laughs> guy but with that, Mark. That, that's a little outside of my yeah. so you're gonna have to figure that out one for yourself but <laughs> there's something there this has been really fun i appreciate you doing the ask me anything and i guess i'll be talking to you next month yeah thanks so much brandon thanks nicole thanks